you guys. How are you doing? This is Richard Sachs. I'm your host on Lost Arts Radio. This is Lost Arts Radio Live. And this is a show we started that relates to current events. And we would probably be doing these every day if we had a big crew that was all in harmony with that. And you can watch Alex's show for that. I think it's the best out there right now. But what we're doing is a once a week kind of commentary on where things are going and interesting implications of developments, things like that. And I watch things all week along with about five other full-time projects I've got going on. And I want to see, you know, what's the best thing that we could share to talk about on the Saturday afternoon show, at least U.S. time. And, of course, you could be watching this two weeks later or a year later or whatever. Um, but that's when it's live. And I had the show already. I, I really build up to it for the whole week and trying to think, you know, how can we make something valuable and not just a momentary commentary or even something that people say, well, you know, that's interesting, but, um, you know, that's about it. I, I, there's What's going on in the world right now is so intense and important and the time is so valuable that we need to actually change the direction of the fate of humanity right now if we want to avoid some unpleasantness that I don't think any of us are going to enjoy. So I had this all ready to go, and then this morning, one of our listeners sent me a great video, and it changed the whole thing, and I redid the whole show. So I'm not sure if I even remember all the details. I, I wrote more notes than I'll possibly have time to cover on this hour because it goes by really fast but i'm gonna try to hit the high points at least make sure i don't forget any of it the great video that i mentioned has been posted on lostartsradio.com and i recommend that you watch it it's about half an hour if i remember right or a little bit over and it's by a guy that i did know about already his name is dr zelenko z-a-l-e-n-k-o i think He's a Jewish rabbi and a medical doctor. And what's unusual about him compared to, like, if you took all the doctors in general, besides also being a rabbi, is that he has treated um, quite a few patients, like thousands and thousands of them, that were considered serious COVID cases. And almost all of them recovered fully, most of them without any need for going to the hospital any need for getting real sick and dying. And it's censored and suppressed violently in America and most of the world. Um, but he does it anyway, and he's getting death threats. So don't you think it's interesting that a medical doctor, who's one of the ones that is showing that he's just putting his whole life on the line to try to take care of people, is getting death threats? What That should tell you something. Not just one death threat from a crazy people, a crazy person. I don't think that they come from crazy people. Well, not the average just, you know, whacked out crazy person. These are organized crazy people who are serious mass killers. And they're threatening his family. They're threatening him. And um, he's just going ahead anyway. And the video that I'm recommending that you watch, which is on lostartsradio.com, it's him. Remember, he's a rabbi, and he's speaking to 
a rabbinical court in Jerusalem, Israel, and explaining, you know, I guess that court is deciding what policies to recommend for the country, and Israel's really one of the major uh, supporters and promoters of the uh, the COVID-19 vaccine, which, of course, CDC says you should immediately get, even though it's killing massive numbers of people. You should get it anyway. And if you don't get it, in spite of the deaths and the disability, the half a million reported uh, adverse event injuries, then you're just selfish. You know, this is partly to convince us that logic is just uh, out of style, you know, and just believe anything. And if the policy reverses, then believe that. And if it contradicts itself, just believe that and just do what you're ordered. And the people behind the larger agenda of which the pandemic is only one part think that you're dumbed down enough so that you'll go ahead and obey whatever, however ridiculous it is. And by the way, stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com because just in case I ever slip and say anything controversial and we disappear off major platforms, if you go to lostartsradio.com, it'll show where we're still on the air. So anyway, uh, this doctor, Dr. Zelenko, was explaining to this panel, which I guess is the rabbinical court of three other rabbis, Orthodox Jews with the hats and the beards and the whole thing, and they were listening very intently, obviously all intelligent people. And I have to, with respect to intelligence, I, I need to just mention, because some people don't understand this, you don't have to be stupid to think the pandemic is real. You just have to be programmed or to think that the vaccine is really great in spite of the fact that it's killing everybody. Um, that's not a sign of stupidity, necessarily. It's a sign of programming and conditioning and brainwashing, which can happen to anybody. And it's designed by experts in psychology and brainwashing. And they're not the low-paid amateurs. These are really professional brainwashers and programmers and uh, propaganda artists. And our government employs only the best. And this agenda that's using the programming to basically get us to the point where we'll commit suicide as a as a as a planetary life form uh, and it's working very well so far there are signs of awakening but but the awakening needs to really speed up if it's going to be in time at this point and really part of the way the awakening in a way the most important part of it is in your hands not somebody else not the person sitting next to you you it's so much easier to critique everybody else and say well this person's really you know a fool they're going along with this i'm really smart and i mean, as if it were a question of being smart which it's not because you can have very high intelligence very high iq and be working diligently to play your part in destroying life on earth and not even know it or worse, playing your part and knowing it, but not seeing anything wrong with that. You know, at the top of the whole agenda, far above the pandemic, is the satanic rulers, are the satanic rulers. 
and above them are non-human directors that are telling them what to do. It's a very intricate structure that's been developing over thousands of years, and I I don't say that lightly, because I've been a really slow learner to put the pieces together. It took me many decades to, to begin to figure it out, and now people will who don't understand this will say, Richard, you're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. They don't even understand where conspiracy theory came from, the, the term. You know, when, when John Kennedy was assassinated and they wanted to pin it on a lone crazy gun, gunman who just killed Kennedy for no reason, Lee Harvey Oswald was his name, then there were some people that said, well, wait a minute, if Lee Harvey Oswald was the only killer of Kennedy, why was Kennedy shot from at least two different directions at once? And the people in charge of the whole criminal media that we have and everybody else in the authority was saying, no, no, don't think about that. Look, there's the crazy guy. He's right on TV. And just so that he wouldn't break down and tell the truth that he didn't do it, they had him killed right away very shortly after he was arrested. And that, his killing was on TV. I was watching it at the time on black and white TV. And I was in school at the time of the assassination. And everybody pretty much knew that John Kennedy was one of the few presidents who actually had good motives. It didn't mean that, you know, he had everything correct and he had some socialist leanings which were crazy and he didn't understand that. He was a good man. You know, good men and good women can be wrong, can be completely wrong and it doesn't mean they're in on the destruction of humanity or anything like that. He wasn't. I mean, he was, people who knew him and were with him as friends were saying when he was finding out about all of the evil that was operating in the world, he would just break down and be crying because he couldn't understand where it was coming from and what it meant and what, how, what he was supposed to do to counteract it. In fact, at the time, <clears throat> once he was on a, Stephen Greer tells the story that once Kennedy was on an overseas flight, I think it was to England or back from there, and uh, somebody was asking him, oh, are you going to expose what's going on with the government involvement with UFOs, which there was a lot going back a long time. And he said, yeah, I'm trying to, but I have no access. I'm denied access, and I don't know why. And he started crying. I th- all indications are Kennedy was a great person. Not many were like that. I think there were some. I mean, there's a difference between making mistakes like in life and in policy like Kennedy and the others made and doing it for knowing desire for destruction. And I know people have criticized me viciously for saying that I think Reagan was one of those good people along with Kennedy. I don't care what political party they're in. Both parties are totally corrupt. But you look at what they say and what they do. And I met Reagan in the 60s in California And to me, I still think he was a really good man. But remember, it was Reagan that signed the law giving the vaccine companies the right to kill people at random, not at random, but according to plan, with no responsibility whatsoever. Reagan signed that. 
And people who were looking at it superficially would say, oh, yeah, Reagan did. Reagan only appeared good. And it was so that he could, you know, help with the evil agenda. I could be wrong. I'm totally fallible, obviously, as we all are about everything. At least I am, for sure. I've made so many, you know, stupid mistakes in my life. But I don't see Reagan as being malicious at all. And was there for an extensive discussion that he gave at the university where I was in the 60s. But, he, you know, he did one of the most horrific things in American history, which is described in a great DVD that you should try to get your hands on called The Act. Uh, it's got all these great people in it, and it's about what led up to and what came from the removal of all liability for damage and death to the vaccine companies, which opened up what's happening now and what they plan for the future, which is not not nice. So I was really attacked for saying Reagan was good, and I same thing about Trump. People hate me for that. The pro-Trump people hate me because I think Trump was extremely ignorant about a lot of things and still is, and is all of us are an idiot about things in various ways or have been, and that really applies to Trump. He did such some really dumb things, but showing his character, he did some things that were spectacularly good and heroic. Withdrawing from the Paris Climate Accord, trying to protect the border, making the U.S. energy self-sufficient, saying openly that nationalism was good, which it is, real nationalism, not aggressive nationalism. That's ridiculous, like dictators do. And uh, bringing jobs back to the country, a, a lot of great things that both parties were against him for. Bad people don't do stuff like that. And then he made the most horrific decision, like Reagan did, but even worse. And he handed over the country to um, a mass killer, uh, more than one mass killer, and just sat back while he, they took over. And the reason, obviously, to me, was because he believed in authority figures and people with credentials. And he tried to get uh, HCQ as a remedy to the real COVID cases to every American. It was an executive order that was denied and ignored by the real power structure. And he was chased out just like Reagan was given his lesson by being shot. Kennedy was given a really severe lesson by exiting the physical plane. You know, and that was planned within the power structure, not some crazy lone killer. So the point of all that is that this doctor, Zelenko, who recognizes that Trump tried to get HCQ to everybody, hydroxychloroquine, and even said that it looked really great, but then gave in to the fake authorities and became complicit in mass murder just like Reagan did, uh, Dr. Zelenko was telling the truth in spite of the death threats to himself and his family. And he successfully treated thousands of real COVID-19 cases. Now, the, to me, it's not clear that those are viral. I don't know that. I, I have to acknowledge what I feel and what I know and what I don't know. None of us know anything but what we experience directly. And, and that's through limited understanding and sense filtering and all kinds of stuff. Um, but he successfully treated these cases. And the way these cases are um, diagnosed is clinically not with a PCR test, 
there are no PCR test diagnoses that are valid, none, zero. Why? Because PCR is hard to grasp for people still, which I understand. The PCR procedure invented by Carrie Mullis, who died right before the pandemic, interestingly enough. Carrie Mullis, who invented the test, said it's not a test. It can't diagnose anything. It can't diagnose disease. It doesn't just have false positives and false negatives. That's wrong. It has no results, no diagnosis at all. And the authorities that are using it to make believe all these cases are coming up and shut down society and bring in total tyranny. In the mid-levels, they're highly educated uh, public health people, and they actually believe whatever they're told by CDC and WHO and the health authorities. A lot of people within the uh, major social media and mainstream media also believe that. They're not necessarily trying to be bad. They're so brainwashed. They just believe authorities no matter what they say. And in this case, they're saying total nonsense. The PCR test can't test anything. It can only magnify little bits of genetic material. And it's not picking up whole viruses. It's picking up little bits of genetic material. And then it's being assumed that that's the virus, the the SARS-CoV-2 virus, which Dr. Uh, David Martin has explained exists only in a, in a computer database. So the uh, the people that are the doctors that are trying to tell the truth and are really good, and I've seen some of those on Mike's show recently, still think that the virus is a terrible threat. There's no indication of that at all. It's certainly not from PCR tests. But there are some patients that have lungs functioning normally and uh, they can't get oxygen even though their lungs work. It's not pneumonia. It's a real different thing. But it's probably not viral because it doesn't spread into areas other than certain concentrated places. And so Dr. Lee Merritt, who's one of the really good people involved in this, I mean, everybody's a good person underneath their programming, but she's one who's more more awake than most doctors. And she was saying it could be spike protein uh, somehow delivered to certain areas like New York City, Wuhan, Northern Italy, not everywhere else. And where it, it gets into these people, they get this syndrome and they can die and it's really serious. And it doesn't mean by any sense that it's necessarily a virus. So... Dr. Zelenko was in one of those hot spots. I'm not talking viral, but disease. I'm not talking PCR cases. Those are total bunk, to put it politely. Um, But the real cases that are clinically diagnosed, he got thousands of them. And almost all of them were cured by treatments that are being censored worldwide, which Trump actually suggested everybody should have access to, and it, it was blocked. So there are real cases and fake cases, and the real cases are not necessarily connected to any virus because, as many doctors have explained now, in order to know that there's a virus, you have to do what's called isolating it. And as far as I know, and we've had a top virologist on last weekend, which you should watch, um, there's no indication that anybody has isolated this virus. If you can't isolate it, You can't test for it. Okay, this is like common sense 101 or below. It's like really obvious. 
And if it's not obvious, that means we're in bad shape and we need to get cured of the virus of brainwashing, which is a real serious threat to humanity and has almost wiped out our chance of self-sustaining, but we can come back from it. So um, Dr. Zelenko was treating these people with safe and cheap remedies, and that's why he was getting the death threats. Who do you think hired the hitman to, to threaten his family? Who would have a motive for that? Could it be anything to do with the billions of dollars, billions or trillions of dollars that can flow to the vaccine companies if we all fall for their nonsense of COVID-19? Yeah, it could. What about the people above the pharmaceutical, far above the pharmaceutical level that are the Satanists and tell the world leaders what to do? What about the non-human entities above that? Those are sources that the hitmen could come from. But Dr. Zelenko, Rabbi Zelenko, was an example of um, courage. And that potential courage is in absolutely all of us, everybody. Even the bad guys have a chance to defect and the potential to become normal again. So um, Dr. Zelenko said the problem for humanity is it's hard to for us to get out of slave thinking. And I know um, the title of this show was Slave Thinking Versus Redemptive Thinking. That's Dr. Zelenko's words. And what he's saying is, somebody tells you that there's a terrible pandemic, um, everybody has to close their business, go home, stay locked in your house, submit yourself to the testing, which is fake testing and doesn't show anything, and have this swab jammed up to a, a barrier between your upper nasal area and your brain called the cribriform plate. It's like a, a delicate screen and have these swabs jammed up there. And later on, and, and the slave thinking is, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, uh, whatever you say, uh, do you need a sample of my brain tissue to quote Ghostbusters, you know, that's slave thinking. And that's what they want. And redemptive thinking is common sense, remembering common sense and taking it back because it's normal. Common sense is normal. And there's almost no normalcy left. So what Zelenko said, and again, I can just hit the high points because I probably got, you know, many hours of material here that I'm trying to go through. Um, he said that God is testing all of us. And I think that's probably true. It's not a matter of real, which religion you belong to. And whether, you know, these people that want to blame everything on the Jews and so they hate Rabbi Zelenko or anybody like that, that's really juvenile, you guys. I mean, there's good and bad people belonging to every religion. And underneath the bad ones are good ones. I mean, inside the person getting rid of the programming. But Dr. Zelenko is a model for courageous people to follow who tells the truth even if he might die for it. That's incredible. And he's saying God's giving us a test, and I can see that. And it's a really hard test to pass because people want their jobs, they want convenience, they want to you know, protect their uh, property. They don't want to have to run away. They, they don't want to have to confront agency officials or anything like that, which is all totally understandable. But if it's a choice between having to stand up to tell the truth versus sacrificing yourself and your kids and your family 
it should be an automatic choice for us. And I, I don't underestimate how difficult it is. But, you know, just because somebody has a badge or an agency um, position or they're in a government or they're, they're a really big corporate official, that has nothing to do whether they're telling you the truth or whether they're actually telling you something intentionally harmful. You have to figure that out and you can't do it without common sense. And that's why the educational system under control of the same people for decades has been training us to forget common sense, intuition, feeling, awareness, direct perception, stuff that we need to survive and that we all have internally. So he said, God is testing us to see who, who's going to ask for help uh, from God or from our inner connection and guidance that everybody's got, or who's going to ask for help and rescuing from the government agencies and the corporations. Um, and he was explaining that it's too emotionally difficult to imagine and respond to what's really happening around us right now. And so all week, as I said, I was thinking about what to put on the Saturday show and I'm watching what's happening in the world, reviewing lots and lots of videos and articles every day for posting at lostartsradio.com um, several hours a day doing my own research because I feel like I have, you know, common sense sounds simple, but to really get back our internal connection is a big project when you've gotten out of touch with it. But so my research is on health and consciousness and consulting on that stuff, and it goes on all the time. And the question is what, that I'm interested in anyway, is what's the real potential of these body costumes that we're wearing that we think are us, and they're just a momentary costume, but they're incredible and they're conscious. Um, what's our two true normal condition that almost nobody even remembers? And I'm not talking about what we could experience or what, what our lives could be using amazing high-tech devices or drugs or anything. Advanced technology. You know, technology is great if it's in human-friendly condition and it's in the right hands. Um, if it's, if it's human-friendly, though, these days it's suppressed. For example, our rulers are hiding and suppressing energy production technology. They could run your house and a city on zero-point energy with no input required. We already know that um, other things are possible, like internal combustion engines that the crazy people in government want to shut down, you know, blaming uh, CO2 production, which is completely absurd. CO2 has no connection to global temperature, as uh, some of our guests have shown. Well, not a guest, but Donald Easterbrook, who was in a posted video that I recommend everybody watch. Great climate scientist, uh, geologist, brilliant guy. Trying to get him on the show, but he's had a hard time lately, and I don't know if he'll be on. Um, all of the bad effect of dirty technology to produce energy, like from oil and nuclear, which is a nuclear power is a threat to the planet's survival. And that could all be shut down based on the technology that was perfected at least 100 years ago. Dr. Greer talks about it in detail, and I recommend watching Dr. Greer's videos, even though they're long. Get his books and get his um, videos. 
somebody asked me, how could you support Dr. Greer? Because I guess Dr. Greer had some point of view that they didn't agree with. If you wait to find somebody who's perfect and you agree with absolutely everything they say, you're going to have a long wait before you can take anything useful from anybody. Dr. Greer has done incredibly valuable work on what's really going on with the ET situation, trying to block the coming false flag, false ET invasion, and also exposing the zero-point energies that could run society with no pollution, no, certainly no bad effect on weather and climate. Those are already there. They don't need more research. They don't need to figure out, gee, how can we use permanent magnets to run any energy generators? It's already done and much more advanced than that. The only little problem with getting that technology out is that anybody who tries to publicly proliferate it, um, you know, everything's fine except for they get killed. That has to be worked out, like, right away. And Dr. Greer's really devoted to that. So, um, anyway, I'm not talking about human potential augmented with any kind of technology that's moving at the moment into transhumanism and technocracy which to lead to a post-human era that our rulers are working on to bring in before they complete their real agenda, which is total extermination of life. And not too many of the leaders who are talking about this stuff really understand this. Most of them think they want population reduction, which is great that they understand that, but that's not the full plan. The top rulers who are running this scam, including the fake pandemic, don't do not plan to survive it physically. They plan to get their reward elsewhere. Um, but the question I have and my research is on what could we be without any technological advancement? No miracle drugs, you know, no drug that's going to lengthen your telomeres, which I don't think are a cause, a proximal cause of anything. I think they're a symptom showing that something else is in good shape as they get as the telomeres are long. So I, I'm not interested in what the dr- miracle drugs could do. But uh, the problem is with drugs in their present state is that they tend to dull awareness and usually they end up causing worse physical conditions than they cover up and they just cover up uh, symptoms so that the body can't sense the the, da- the damage that's already going on. It's a really bad system unless it's your business model, which is how it's created. And the bad effects are called side effects to make it seem like they're normal, unimportant, but they're not. And the natural drugs for changing consciousness, like, or even to just calm you down, marijuana, tobacco, alcohol, plants, psychedelics, all that kind of stuff can be just as harmful as synthetics. And this is another thing that people really attack me for. I'm saying don't fool around with your brain chemistry that way. If you open it up and use ayahuasca or some other uh, opening uh, chemistry that, that is called natural because it's cooked up as a batch from plants and herbs and stuff, uh, if it forces the opening before you're ready, And I've talked to a lot of people that have gone through that. Um, A large percentage of them have a lot of trouble because they become aware of non-human entities, non-physical entities before they have the foundation and strength to uh, protect themselves from that, which we get naturally 
And when you break that, it's like a, a personalized version of breaking the barrier, protective barrier between dimensions, like CERN is trying to do, and like was a central cause of the problems they had leading to the sinking of Atlantis and a lot of other places. So instead of dulling consciousness with drugs, including the natural drugs, which is the opposite of what's needed to discover what we could be, um, but people want to be unconscious, you know, which I understand because they're uncomfortable. And a lot of what's happening is too horrific to believe. The only way to deal with it is to do the spiritual work so that your foundation becomes strong and you can look at these things without being dragged into them emotionally. Absolutely critical. It's like, um, you know, an analogy with a lot, a lot of the uh, police detectives that have investigated mass murderers and try to understand the psychology of the killer so that they can tell where to catch them and where they're going to strike next. Many of them get mental illness because it's just too disturbing to really get into the mentality of a mass murderer. Well, who do you think's in charge of most of the world right now? That's the mega mass murderers. And they're at the top, it's not about money at all. Their servants at different levels, like the drug companies and everybody, might be in it for money. And the mid-level people understand it to the point where they know it's okay to kill people for money, and, but they're not running it. People running it at the top, it's not about money at all for them. Um, and I'd say that one of the most popular drugs that most of us are on is not a plant and it's not synthetic, and it's not physical, and it's not, doesn't have the usual physical toxicity, but it can be fatal, and it is definitely toxic on a deeper level. So do you know what I'm talking about when I mention that one? Um, I'll give you a hint. It's a psychological trap that almost everybody falls into, and it's called normalcy bias. And what it, Dr. Zelenko was talking about it, basically. And it means tending to see things in a way that you, you can think everything is going along normally. Nothing is un, unusual because it's emotionally easier to feel that way and deal with it, even if it's false. So, for example, we've been trained to trust and obey authority figures and authority organizations like governments and big corporations and agencies. But when what is happening is way outside normal. Normalcy bias is like a drug that makes clear vision and understanding impossible as long as you stay on the drug. Um, so normalcy bias, for example, is if you were out in the open prairie and 400 years ago in America when things weren't very developed and you heard, you were out on the prairie and you heard hoofbeats, lots and lots of hoofbeats coming toward you and the ground was shaking, you'd probably guess it might be a herd of buffalo approaching. And normally you would be right. You wouldn't expect like a herd of zebras. And they talk about that with Occam's, Occam's razor. But today we're in a situation that's not normal at all. We're so far from normal. And it's not just a herd of zebras in the analogy. It might as well be a herd of insane unicorns getting closer really fast that intend to trample us and trample all the life on the planet into extinction. And I'm going to try to explain what I mean by that quickly because we don't have much time. 
um, it really took me decades and decades of investigation to put the pieces together so that you understand what's the connection between you know what they want us to think is climate change which is really geoengineering and toxic medicine poisoned agriculture food processing to make processing to make sure our food has no life force left in it uh, the media and you guys working for the fake criminal media it's you're not making a good future for yourselves you still have a chance to defect from that tell the truth and do some good from where you are um, but the connection between all of these things and trying to convince everybody that everything's racist where that's so absurd you have to be really really stupid to fall for racism of any kind you know and and the authorities want us to think you can only be racist if you're against people with dark skin being against people with white skin is fine not white because nobody has white skin except frosty the snowman but you know people with lighter color skin that that's good because they're all evil I, I wanted to know the connection between all these apparently diverse, unconnected issues going on. And I thought, well, what about all the, the uh, scam of climate change and environmentalism? And I'm a strong environmentalist, okay? I have been since the early 1960s at the latest. But what's being done with environmentalism and climate change now is one thing. It's to get you to give up your rights because... You know, whatever the latest figure is, we only have seven years to live or 12 years to live. And the people who are warning about that, their bosses are buying mansions on the seashore six inches above the waterline. Well, hmm, what's wrong with that picture? All, the, all these glaciers are melting and the oceans are going to cover the land right away. And then they buy this mansion like Obama right on the seashore. Are we smart enough to notice that there's something incongruent there? Or are we just too far gone to even notice and say, no, oh my God, the UN is right, climate change, the UN loves us, and all these things. They actually don't. And that's a long story. I mean, they're doing things that are murdering people all over the planet. Intense uh, deception. But it took me decades of investigation to put all those pieces together, partly because I was slow at figuring it out. I should have seen faster than I did, partly because I wanted to understand the whole situation with no gaps, and partly because um, what I ended up understanding and seeing was so weird, so strange and unbelievable that it was hard to imagine it could be true. So imagine something like this if you can. I'm going to give an analogy like a parable and it's related to what we're talking about so it's probably not a great one but it's my attempt at one so imagine if you can imagine a population of some kind of magical children amazing children and they get born into our world boys and girls and no they weren't assigned genders nobody assigns genders that's part of this same nonsense deception um that doesn't happen. I know that some people who are really too far lost into that don't understand. But if you look at a baby, this I know this is technical and esoteric and everything, but you can actually tell if it's a boy or a girl. And it doesn't matter. It's, it's not coming from a piece of paper. The bodies are different. The DNA is different. 
and that's a separate lecture, as they say, but you can trust me. It's easy to tell the difference. There's no assigning involved. So imagine these magical boys and girls get born, and they come straight from God. Just imagine that. And in fact, they're made in the image of God. They're, incre- they're the form of beauty, and their spirit, their spirit, they're not bodies. They're wearing human bodies. And they're pure and beautiful, and they're happy and energetic and curious, and they run around and play and explore in their new environment, the world. And they would have lived happily ever after until it was time for each of them to go back to God where they came from. But there was one problem. There's always one problem, right? At least on this level. In order for these beautiful spiritual kids, remember they were all pure spirit, pure consciousness in the image of God, to experience life on earth, as physical beings, when they were just spirit, they needed two things to um, connect to the physical world. So, what do you think those were? Anybody? Raise your hand. If, you say, if you're saying body and mind, congratulations, you got it right. Very good. You're paying attention. So, the body with the senses as a conscious vehicle to experience physical life is necessary. Otherwise, you're and disincarnate being like an angel or something else. You're still alive, but you don't have a physical body. It's different. And mind is necessary as a conscious interface with the almost infinite information that defines the physical world. And that way we can relate to what happens here and interact with it. And it turns out that since mind and body, where they came from, they're both alive and self-aware and they have personalities and if they're not taken proper, taken care of properly by those children we talked about, then they don't react well. They each have a different way of reacting. Like if they're not treated well, body is kind of stoic, putting up with things as well as possible. And even when it's gradually breaking down, even when we're abusing it, it tries to help till the last minute when we're alive in it. But mind is different. Mind has a different kind of personality. <clears throat> if we don't take care of it, if it, it gets upset, it throws tantrums. You know, like little kids just fall on the ground screaming and pounding the floor. That's called a tantrum. So what kind of tantrums does mind throw? It projects programs, false realities, false identities that seem real. And the, uh, the kids in the story who are happy and healthy in total harmony with life they started imperceptibly falling for the programs and believing them, and they forgot who they were. And you say, how could you forget who you are? Well, I'm not talking about your social security number or your home address. I'm talking about who you are. And it's hard to find anybody who hasn't forgotten that, except in theory, I mean in reality. They thought they were the characters in these false programs and the false Matrix, just like the Matrix movie, and they took these as their own identities. Most of them played the parts of normal people living in their lives and forgetting their original power and purity, accepting helplessness and spiritual blindness as mortal men and women. But some fell for programs of evil and took on the parts of characters doing bad things intentionally on different levels. Some of them, playing the dark characters, just stopped caring about other people and didn't think much about doing harm. But a few fell all the way into the matrix and became fully devoted to evil. That's Satanism. Not as a religion, I'm talking as a real 
profession or, you know, identity or group that you identify with. They began taking their orders from lower astral beings we would call demonic. And the orders were basically these, carry out a ceremonial sacrifice of all life on the earth. Not suddenly, which they have the technology to do and they are not doing that. Not suddenly, but according to an exact protocol. That would, of course, mean suicide for them because they're destroying the whole biosphere, which is their life support system. But they believe they would get their dark rewards after physical death, and I've got to go a little faster to get through the basics of this. All the children in the story were deceived, even those playing the good characters. They, the good characters were not anything compared to who they really were. All of them needed help to break free of the illusion. Most of them, but the most deceived and imprisoned were those playing the bad character parts. Why? Because they, their real nature was nothing like that. And because of the mind programming, which is very sophisticated, we're all subject to it, and it seems real. It can get people to fall into Satanism, and don't think that we're immune to it. Anybody could fall into it. If we're not victims of that, it's grace. And no no cause for arrogance or thinking we're, we're better than anybody else. So the question is, will all the children in the, in the parable, in the parable, be rescued or is it, or is it going to be too late? The ones playing the different parts in the dream. What do you think? And do you, who do you think those kids are? They're us. It's a real story. It's not fake. They're us. They're the they're all prisoners of illusion taking on the nightmare as real, the nightmare of what's going on in the world. If you drop the drugs for a while and the entertainments and the looking for momentary excitement and stuff and just look at what's happening in the world, the degeneration that's happening to everybody and called aging because they don't know what else to do, forgot their normal state, is bad enough. But on top of that, is intentional destruction of the economic system right now, a fake pandemic being used as a justification to take away all your freedom, where in a free country, or any country where the natural rights of people that everybody has, no matter where they live, are in force, even if there was a real pandemic that was killing 90% of everybody, the government can't ever take away your rights. There's no emergency clause in the U.S. Constitution or the basics that it refers to. The government can give you advice in an emergency and say, oh, no, an asteroid is going to hit us in three months. You know, we recommend that you do A, B, and C. They can't take away your rights. And the reason they're doing that <clears throat> is because everybody forgot, certainly in America and probably most of the world, and they think, oh, well, we have unalienable rights. That means the authorities can take them away anytime they want. That's an indication of how far out of it we are. Um, anyway, all those kids in the, par in the parable were out of touch, and some think, thought they were old, some young, some men, some women, some children. The memory of the beings were and really still are mostly lost. Only some old myths, fairy tales are all that remain, but they aren't really believed. They aren't really believed. All of us with our false identities have normalcy bias. Out of touch with our forgotten power, 
<clears throat> our false beliefs about ourselves and the others that seem real. And those in the general population that trust the authorities, they don't believe their governments would ever try to kill them. And when um, Rabbi Zelenko, in the video that we're talking about today, was explaining it to the rabbinical council, you could tell they say, what? The government is intentionally running a program to try to kill us? Come on. I mean, we've known from childhood that the government works day and night to protect and serve us, right? Not just the police, but everybody. This couldn't be real. And Rabbi Zelenko had all the documents that proved it right from CDC. And CDC is saying, yeah, all these people are being killed by the shot. Therefore, you should take it anyway. And all the animal tests that people think weren't done, were done. They didn't do human tests before, but they did the animal tests. Not on the virus, because they can't even find the SARS-CoV-2 virus except in a computer. They don't have it. They can't test for it. It's all a total fake. And you could tell that the rabbis on the, on the uh, judicial group or... Uh, rabbinical court were, were just struggling how could this be how could this be world coordinated worldwide you know the lower people can't even figure out what they're doing for the day how could they coordinate and the answer of course is that they're coordinated on the high level where the mentality is completely different it's not scattered and stupid it's highly intelligent it's only stupid in not realizing that they're not above karmic uh, results of doing bad things. Otherwise, they're very smart. And they know how to use pressure and coordinate. And um, I think it was Rabbi Zelenko that said, if I wanted to do this, the rabbi speaking, I would go to the people in power who would control the fake pandemic and say, here's $500 million. We'll put it in an account that can't be traced and you can do whatever you want with it. Or... And then you follow our orders to orchestrate the pandemic worldwide in your country. And, you know, it's your free choice. You can choose not to. And then you won't get the money, but instead we'll murder your family. What do you think? What are you going to decide? You have to decide right now. <laughs> and he's probably right. And that's probably part of it. I think it goes way beyond that. But that's where the coordination came from. And uh, so the memory of the people in the parable, the kids in the parable that were magical children, uh, were and really still are mostly lost. Only some fairy tales remain and the people were out of touch with all of our forgotten power. We have false beliefs about ourselves and others that seem real and those in the general population can't believe, as we're saying, that the authorities would be part of an organized program to destroy all life on the planet. But that's exactly what I found that they are. And those at the top were some of those magical children too, but they forgot themselves completely, totally went into the satanic power structure, and they've accepted that they are doing the sacrifice and that that's the way to go. If you understand this, everything fits together. The geoengineering, the poison food, the fake medicine, 
the economics designed to enslave everybody and keep them struggling. All of these things, the dirty power technology, all of this stuff makes total sense. Uh, but in spite of the position that we're all in now, and so unaware of ourselves, which is the key, the spirit inside us, no matter what we believe, it is not dependent on what religion you are. It's not deter- dependent on whether you think somebody else's belief is stupid or whether you're an atheist or anything else. It's there or you wouldn't exist. And it can't be destroyed. It can only be driven into dormancy, which is temporary. So the question is, will it wake up before life on the planet is totally destroyed, which is the agenda? Do we have the emotional strength to see what is going on and then respond to it in the right way? And really, the clock is ticking. And we're going to know the answer pretty soon. We all have distant memory inside us of who we really are and where we came from. Even the bad people have it. How does it manifest? Even when they want to... Even they, the the bad people and everybody else, wants to feel good. Um, But how they try to get it varies a lot. You know, the desire to feel good is just the normal vague memory of who we who we really are and where we came from because in our normal state saying we feel good is is an incredible understatement it's this ecstatic condition that i can only speak of the edges of it i mean i have a lot of work to do to get it closer to that but people have gotten there much closer and described it and that's what we're remembering that's why everybody's trying to feel good and um, the question is, how do we get there without following the fake paths to get it like the drugs, which hurt you, and trying to have sex 24 hours a day, which doesn't lead to anything good at all. It, you know, the, the feeling good that we remember is not the drunk high on alcohol or the marijuana high or the LSD high. It's something that is super clear. It doesn't go away. It's steady. It's peaceful and high energy at the same time. And no drug compares to it at all of any kind. So how do we get back to it um, and end the nightmare that, that appears real right now? And the old saying, you know, that relates to that is, and how am I going to finish this in one minute? I don't, I, I'll just go over the real basic high points here. Remember the old saying, I think it was in a Chevy Chase movie, somebody was asking for directions to get to his place, and the answer was, you can't get there from here. And it's kind of, it's supposed to be funny, you know, a joke, but um, the good part of that is, the saving grace of the situation is, even though you can't get there from here, meaning you can't do any really hard effort to just make your your conscious connection back to who you are, back to God, back to where you came from. But you can get here from there, which means God is connected, or whatever you want to call it, I don't care. The words are irrelevant. That original source, the ultimate reality, is connected to us all the time or we wouldn't exist. And it's like that connection is a rescue rope that can be pulled up from the top, it's already connected to our bodies or actually to our real selves. And all we have to do is stop uh, interfering with it. 
it's kind of an ultimate last resort backup safety that we put in or that somebody put in and we didn't leave home without it fortunately and it was in case we ever went crazy and forgot who we were and where we came from so knowing that or with that as a we don't know it but say we think it's possible what do we do just stop resisting the pull and it will pull us up so how are we resisting that pull back home one is abusing your physical body because our consciousness over nine months in there and our mother got tied up to the nervous system and the whole systems of the physical body and now if you abuse the physical body it affects your consciousness so you have to learn how to stop doing that heal it take care of it learn how how you detox it get rid of all the deposits of poison that have built up over a long time re-nourish it the right way respect it learn the laws of nature that it obeys um Another another way that we block being pulled up by that rope is disrespect and unkindness to any other person or really any life form. Even our thoughts are really powerful. And it helps to remember that everybody else, even if they're acting really obnoxious, is one of that same group of magical children that we're in, that we came from. They're just as important as we are. And they can wake up just like we can. Um, it doesn't honor them or help them to affirm their fake identity or our own. So, And then another thing that we do to block being pulled up by the rope is keeping our intent on only the fake upliftment, momentary drug highs and th- of all kinds, um, instead of the essence of where who we are, spirit, God, the essence of love, beauty, it's a better focus and it has a different effect and it gradually pl- gets rid of the blockage to being pulled back. But it doesn't work as a belief. Beliefs are only good to fight about and show that your belief is right and somebody else is wrong. It has to be an experience, not what group you're a member of. And the other way that we have to work to stop blocking it is remember, body and mind are both conscious. They're not inanimate objects. They're capable of two-way communication and we need their cooperation. So they, they were originally meant to help us. Um, on Abbey Road album that the Beatles were singing, you know, they were saying, you might remember this if you ever heard that album, once there was a way to get back home. And that's a really deep line and they, fortunately there still is. And the nightmare was so many things laid out to deceive and destroy everybody, everything poisoned and deceptive. And now, as Zelenko said in the video, the poison kill shot, which he calls the advanced COVID-19 vaccine, so many of the original magic children, our siblings, are playing the roles of criminals and victims with no memory of who they really are. So we're supposed to be helping each other to remember and wake up. And there's only one way to really help with that, help somebody else with it. You know what it is. You got to wake up yourself first. Transform yourself. Then even if, if you say nothing, it starts spreading like a real positive pandemic of uh, consciousness. And we know nobody has done that on a total world scale yet because look at the condition. But why why can't we do that? Why not somebody 
among us. Why, why not what is in us? Because that's the original source. So the message was, and I'm sorry I'm a little bit over time, time is passing. The agenda is total destruction of life. You come from a place that that is impossible. We can be a bridge if we let it come through so that the energy of that place that's permanent can infiltrate here and we can make it better for ourselves and everybody else. And like the Michael Jackson song, Heal the World, it's really possible. But it all comes down to the simple issue of will you do it in yourself first, evaluate where you are, and heal yourself. Anybody that wants to help others, you know, it goes back to that old, I think was a Greek saying, physician, heal thyself. We're, we're the physicians if we want to be, but not without healing ourselves first. You know, you can't just go around telling everybody else what to do. The only thing you really convey is what you become, not what you believe. That won't do it. you got to change. So it's a man-in-the-mirror situation. That's most of what I wanted to convey, and I recommend that you watch the Zelenko video. It's post, Doug posted it on the top of the lostartsradio.com homepage. It's a good video, and share it. Because he's being censored everywhere. And he needs uh, needs help in sharing that video link. I think that's about it. Remember, we have a Sunday show tomorrow, which is going to be incredible as usual because of the people that are nice enough to come on the show. Lostartsradio.com has links to where that broadcasts and where the archives are. Um, and if you want to communicate with us, you know, reactions or suggestions for shows or anything you want to say lostartsradio.com has a contact form it's got a donate button because we're not doing commercials and i haven't figured out how to operate without money at this point money's not evil but i don't want it in any kind of a shady form or selling something that i just have to tell you is good because we need the money but we do need the money but i'm not going to get into some sales thing where I have to overdo it because of the money. So if you want to help us, there's a donate button on lostartsradio.com or on subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. Um, the main message, you know, behind everything else is take care of yourself, honor yourself, respect yourself. If you want to be able to contribute to what's going to happen in the world, you want to love others you must love yourself first and i didn't understand that for a long time and i got told about it by somebody who had mastered it and i still had no clue what it was about you do have to do that you can't love your enemy love your neighbor any of that stuff that's in scriptures you can't do that unless you love yourself because if you love your neighbor as yourself and you hate yourself and you're going around loaded down with guilt and self-condemnation all the time, you're going to convey that exact thing to everybody else. <laughs> Your pets, every person you run into, you have to change. It's just like man in the mirror. You first. And if you really want to help everybody, which I hope you do, the most unselfish thing is be completely selfish and upgrade yourself. Change yourself first. You're incredibly powerful 
as one of those original magical children in the story. And what you're projecting by just pure consciousness pulls what appears to be physical into form to make that happen. And most of the time that intent that we don't even remember we have this incredibly powerful tool. So it's scattered all over the place and it's creating circumstances that we don't think we have any any hand in, and we do. And it's self-canceling because it's put in opposite directions. If that calms down and gets in line and let spirit come into you, which it already is, but consciously, and then let God or spirit project out into the world to do what God knows is best for everybody, there are no drawbacks. It doesn't have side effects except good ones. And whatever you're wishing good to happen for everybody else, that's what happens to you starting immediately. So just become aware of what you're projecting, what you're wishing, good or bad for other people. That's what you're wishing for yourself. And we can we can change the whole situation. The, the main thing, and I'll shut up in a minute, but the main thing that the bad guys are trying to do is keep you unaware of the incredible being that you are. And old religious authorities wanted you to think it's blasphemy. That's because it's true. And there's no arrogance. There's no ego in it. There's nothing like that. It's just relaxing and letting all the other junk go and being who you are no matter what's on the outside. And uh, as far as telling the truth goes, Rabbi Selenko was setting a great example. So, okay, we're late. So have a good rest of the weekend or whatever day it is where you are in the world. And um, the better you take care of yourself, the more you can give to everybody else around you. Thanks for being here. And uh, I wish everything good for you. And we'll see you next time. Have a good week. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. 
And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the banned ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.